Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey there, listener. Welcome to the Deep Share Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Rouse. And for the last couple of decades, I've slowly been opening my eyes to a very different world than the one I grew up hearing about. And the more conversations I have with interesting people, the more mystifying this world becomes. So without further ado, let's get deep. Let's science to celebrate famous list now. Come on! There is rebellion in the wind. It will be crushed. Everything I've said is true, it's real. Dinosaur bosses? I'll have to put those here to test our faith. That damn lie, I, I saw them on my own eye! Did I accuse just drop sharply while I was away? We did it illusions, man. None of it is true. I'm not insane! This is mass madness, you maniac! In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusions! Hey, man. What's going on? How are you? Good, good. How you been? Good. I'm in a, uh, I've got, we've got family over, so I've been kicked out of my studio. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's been reverted back to a guest bedroom for a couple oh. days. Well, I guess you can probably put up with it for a few days, huh? <laughs> yeah. I had this really good, like new location, but the Wi-Fi didn't signal, didn't get in there. And I was just doing a, a uh, episode like a couple hours ago and it kept dropping and i was like this is not gonna work this is oh, gonna make no. me insane so <laughs> so i'm here with the boring background but at least um at least the internet works because that's the most important <laughs> thing so hell yeah man exactly cool so i've I, i've almost finished your book and it's fucking great it's fucking oh, great. thank you um i think it's your best work yet honestly it's wow, fucking awesome thanks. man i really like it <laughs> Thank you. Well, I think uh, it's like a nice progression from where you from where you left off. You know what I mean? And it's kind of yeah. like a, hey, this is what's happening now, guys. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I started on it when I was writing Controlled Demolition. I was waiting for Berwick to finish up his parts to it. And so while <laughs> I was waiting for him and it was like months and I was like, I got to do something else. So I started <laughs> writing this and um <clears throat> and wrote like a huge chunk of it while I was waiting for him. So that might have something to do with the tone. Then of course you have, I had to go back in, that was 2019 when I started on it. And then I had to go back in and, and be like, okay, now COVID's hit. And so <laughs> there's more, there's Holy more to this, crap. So. Yeah. It must, it must've felt like a huge piece of like a puzzle you had been building for a long time. Yeah. Finally got a big missing chunk that was left under the couch somewhere. Like, oh my God. Exactly. Like, what is, exactly where does this fit like, in? <laughs> like, wait a second. This is the piece we were looking for. And now it oh. fits here. Now this thing is making more sense. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. That's really, that's really oh, yeah, man. And welcome back to the deep share. And I am honored tonight to have the host of macro aggressions and author of octopus of global control, the controlled demolition of the American empire. And now 
hypo crazy. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. <laughs> hypocrisy. It's it's hypocrisy spelled differently. It's just exactly. with crazy on the end instead of Chrissy. Hell yeah. And, and I feel like maybe that's kind of appropriate for the times we're living in right now. I decided I'll put Uncle Sam in a straight jacket on the cover because that seems kind of fitting. <laughs> We're, oh, yeah. we're all nuts these days. Everyone, everything has gone, been turned upside down. So why not? Let's, let's have some fun with it. Shall we point out the insanity in the book and then uh, laugh at everything? Oh yeah. And actually, yeah, the front of the book, the imagery is so perfect. It sums up kind of this, it just like personifies the insanity. A lot of us are seeing, it's almost like us in the straight jacket. Just like, yeah. what <laughs> really is yeah. happening? <laughs> rocking back and forth going just get me out of here just, <laughs> right. just you want me to take the shots okay the shots fine just make it stop you know but of course we know it doesn't no. stop it's never no. going to stop there's no, no stopping to this they don't there's no off-ramp to this level of insanity so we're going to have to uh we're gonna have to take it back for ourselves Damn right. And that is the message that Charlie Robinson has put forth in a lot of his books and his podcast. And it's good to have you back on the show, man. Really appreciate it's good to you be being back. Here. It's funny. I've got a, uh, an episode I recorded with Bruce Fenton that'll be going out. Nice. Soon. And so, and of course we, I, I met Bruce on your show. So, yeah. so we keep it sort of full, full circle here and to, to, to get, uh, who, who would have thought that you you bring in the UFO and maybe extraterrestrial seeding life guy to bring in some normalcy to your podcast? Dude, <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I had him on recently again for yet another roundtable. And I was telling him like, dude, your daily posts on Twitter, that's like my news channel. kind of. <laughs> it's like my, my uh, what was it? Uh, Beal from, uh, from that movie uh, network. You know, it's the guy screaming out the right. window, you know, <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's where we are. <laughs> we're, we're, we've normalized UFOs and aliens to the point where we're begging for them. Yeah, Who been, what, a, what a, a hell of an agenda they've, they've developed for us. Yeah, I saw something online today where like some some big bait and, you know, like, oh, we're going to have this big new conference on UFOs coming up this week or whatever. And the comments were just like, are the MSM weighing in on this? Like, are, they, are there news channels like that are going to be covering this? I'm like, why would you? Is that really happening? People care in that community what the MSM is saying. It's like, oh my God, what has happened here? It's it's not the same game anymore because they've even subverted subverted a group that was already subverted. Like it's just it's a nightmare, you know? It totally. Yeah. And and but that's the power. That's the power of of the media. You know, they've gotten people very comfortable with with going with turning their television on um in the old days i guess still to this day to, to get your information maybe now it's it, it might be news on, online you know it might you i'm gonna go to msnbc.com and see what they have to say about things why why yeah. would you except that you get sort of trained into it so that um you think well if i'm if i need information this is where i go for information so i think part of this needs to be retraining people to seek their information sources elsewhere and, and, and just to understand that the mainstream media is just pathological in the way they deal with us, that they are, they are, their agenda is much different than, than a lot of people probably think. And so they just assume, oh, well, it's the news. They're just, maybe they're going to be a little bit slanted this way or a little bit slanted that way, but still I'm going to get the news. No, you're not. You're going to get 
one version of reality, which may or may not be consistent with the facts, you're definitely going to get an agenda. It's going to be skewed. Yeah, there is the right leaning and left leaning and all that. But but the theme running throughout is CIA involvement in all of it, <laughs> whether it be right leaning, left leaning, talking about UFOs, talking about whatever, it's always going to have an intelligence agency component to it. And the difference between What's happening here, you know, we, we, when Jeff and I write the book, Controlled Demolition, we're talking about how, making comparisons between the Soviet Union and the fall of that empire and the uh, American empire and the, the coming fall of, of that. The difference is that in the Soviet Union, they knew that their media was full of shit. We yeah. don't collectively, we do in your audience, my audience, they know, but, right. but the vast majority of people still haven't figured that out. And until we figure that out collectively as a, as a, as a society, we're going to continue to go, I can't believe, uh, you know, I, I can't believe what they're saying. Oh my God, this is crazy. And then it didn't happen like that. Wow. That's really weird that the media got it wrong. Really? It's, it's weird to you that the media got it wrong on, on all of this, that, that, it, that the media with a straight face comes out and says, Oh, well, the Southwest Airlines thing has absolutely zero to do with, with vaccines. It has to do with weather. And it's like, yeah. well, then why is it the only airline being affected by it? Right. And it's like, well, because of the, the sun and the sky, you know, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. And so we, we as a nation or as a society, we have to do a better job of, of getting our information from more reputable sources. And I never thought I would say that going online to get your information is where you need to go because it was so demonized early on. I was like, oh, what'd you find out on the internet? It's like, right. as a matter of fact, I did. And I got a better chance of getting it right if I found it on the internet than I do if I turned on my television set. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Plus, I mean, that's that sentiment is coming from someone probably that's using the internet for everything under the sun already and just finds that comment convenient in that moment. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I touched before on how like the cover of your book, like really reflects just this insane feeling looking around at other people. And, and uh, you know, it's it feels like their plot, their plan, whatever you want to call it, has just become so obvious. And I, I know we've talked about it a number of times here and there. It's just it's so obvious. It's so on the nose. Do you think that's like some sort of sense of like inflated confidence in the plan, like some very human, very fat, like a fallacy of humans to just be arrogant in the moment. Do you think that's what it is? It could be that for sure. It could Sloppy. also be a litmus test to, mm. to see like, we put this stuff so obvious right in front of their faces and they still didn't figure it out. Like, oh my yeah, God. It's a like small we could... percentage over here. That's it. <laughs> so it's like, how far can we take this? Let's let's do something really idiotic and see if they'll buy it. And then they put it out and everybody buys it. And they're like, we can move, we can take another step. We can move that line one more foot. You know, we can, we can collect it. We can continue to do this. So, so part of it is, um, you know, that they put, look, stuff that you talk about on your show is like, part of this is like, revelation of the method. This is like mm. part of what you, you show that you tell them what you're going to do before you do that. So that you're, karmically cosmically cleansed of this bad juju because you told them and then they didn't they didn't step up and do anything to prevent it so there, there could be an element of that mm -hmm. sort of like putting it right in plain sight which happens um could be arrogance could be that you know i 
I've been telling people this, that I, I feel like when you get to the point where you're having to offer people a year's supply of Krispy Kreme donuts to take the vaccine, that is clearly not plan A. That yes, is seriously. plan C or D or whatever, but it's not their first plan. So if you've already got to that point and we, we've gotten to that point and we've, we've gone past it, um, the, the plan must not be working that well because if you have to dip into the lottery tickets for taking the vaccine, you're, you're now into a new component, which is the carrot phase of this. Well, we'll reward them. We've, we moved through that during the summer. Now we're in the stick phase where it's get the, take the vaccine or lose your job. After this, they're going to run out of tricks for us. So hold the line, you know, and, and, and stay sane and stay committed to your ideals, whatever that may be. If it, like in my case, I'm not taking the vaccine under any circumstances, other people may feel differently about that, but, but whatever it is that you believe in and you say, this is what I'm going to do regardless, hang in there because I, I actually see the insanity as a good sign mm -hmm. because they, they wouldn't be doing this. They wouldn't need to go to this extreme length. They wouldn't need to gaslight you at this level if it wasn't for the fact that they're having a hard time selling this, this obviously flawed narrative. Mm -hmm. And so the more we sort of recognize that, the more that we uh, see the insanity, not as a, not as like, Oh my God, are we ever going to get out of this craziness? No, it's like, yes, you will. And when you see them doing things like this, this is a good sign. This means you're, you're getting closer to, to the wheels falling off of this agenda because what you don't want to see is none of this stuff. Because if you don't see any of this, this means that everything is going like clockwork. You know, that they're, yeah. they're, if you see these, but, but when you start to see these guys freaking out, when you start to see these mayors and these governors freaking out, when you start to see this insane behavior, it means that they're getting their asses chewed out by their bosses at the World mm -hmm. Economic Forum. And you feel you felt like during the summer, or maybe it was the spring, I don't even remember, but you felt like there was a big meeting that all these people went to and they ended it and the guy running the meeting ended it with, I don't care if you got to give away lottery tickets, just get these fucking people vaccinated. And you go, because they came out of the meeting and like immediately it was like lottery, 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 lottery. Now these people don't have any creativity, these governors and people, they're doing what they're told. They're being told to do this. They came out of a meeting where the suggestion was, I don't know, give them lottery tickets or something. Yeah. And they went, yes, let's do that. So when the governors are to the point where they're giving away lottery tickets to get you to take the experiment, you've got to recognize that as at least a, a, a bit of progress because they're not having the sort of compliance that they would that they expected or need, because if they were, you wouldn't see the lottery tickets coming out. So it's clearly not happening. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that is a good, that's a good way to look at it. There's a lot more hope when you see the insanity. I'm trying to be optimistic. <laughs> Me too, man. Me too. And it's hard. And like, I, I think I told you before that like, I've kind of tried for the most part to avoid the contemporary COVID stuff because yeah. I find it's useful to look back way back because you see these same patterns throughout time, of mm -hmm. course. And uh, I've I hit a breaking point, you know, it's like, 
all right, I need to, you know, just express how I feel about these contemporary things and not act like it's not happening. Cause I think that's part of a false sense of uh, security on the other end. You know, there's a lot of uh, like a spiritual movement of such, that's just positivity a hundred percent and that nothing bad ever happens. It's right. all about your perception of it. And I, I think there's a good way to look at that, but at the same time, it's like, we have to recognize that this thing is now in our backyard. It's like, wouldn't you say it's like we've been spending years practicing with these conspiracy theories, years and years, and now it's like this is game time almost. Yeah, I don't know. Is well, it like it, that, or is it going to be subtle like it's always been? Everybody hopes for this one moment of clarity. Like, is there going to be some big move by government to like seal the whole deal in this agenda? Like, now we have you, or is it really just going to be this subtle transition? Like, you know, that always seems to happen when things go this way. I, I mean, I, it feels to me like the 20, the Agenda 2030 uh, year goalpost that they set out there has been moved up. It, that's what it feels like. I, I, I have no evidence to that, mm. but I, I just, it just feels like everything's like, they're like, hurry, hurry this up because they're moving faster than normal. That also is a good sign. The faster they move, it means they're going to make mistakes. They're going to, you know, like if, if something is, if you're outside and something's in the bushes and it moves a little fast and you catch it out of the corner of your eye, if it had moved just a half a step slower, you wouldn't have seen it. But because it moved a little bit too quick, you recognized it. I feel like that's kind of what's happening with a lot of these uh, mandates and this, these, this government overreach and all this stuff. It's like, it's moving so fast. People aren't even having time to really get used to it. And, and they're on to the next insane thing that at, at some point you go, why are you doing this so quickly? You know, like, like it, so there's a, it seems like it, there's a quickening effect to, to them. Now, I, you know, again, I, I feel like that is though frustrating and annoying and scary also kind of a good sign because if you can get them out of their scheduled, you know, it's going to take 10 years. If you can get them saying, thinking that it's, it's going to, now it's got to be four years instead of 10 years. And we got to hurry this thing up right now. Then you run, then you have the opportunity for them to make mistakes or, or, or just botch it, which, which these people are good. We have to remember that they are not perfect. They are, they may, they have us convinced that they have all this power and that it's pointless, you know, why fight against that? But that is, that these are, these are just coercion tactics. I put that in the book, like the Biderman's chart of coercion, like there's yeah. six steps to it, man. And it's like, they followed it to the T. And so, um, you know, you, you, it, it, if it happens too quickly, back to your question, if it happens too quickly, it's going to be obvious that, that they're trying to transform society under some false pretense. So, so they, if they want to do it right, they got to do it slowly. But I feel like they can't do it slowly because there seems to be somebody telling them, step on it. You know, like, let's make this, like, wrap this shit up by 2025 because we've got big plans. So I don't, I don't know if that is, um, I don't know if that's how these things always play out. And I don't know if that's how this one's going to play out, but it seems like it to me. And, I'll, and so I'm actually kind of fine with them hurrying up because I know that it, when they hurry up, it will make things more obvious for the normies out there. We already spot this and we see kind of where it's going, but 
but it'll be more obvious for the normies. It'll be uh, more of an in- indication that they're desperate, that they, they'll have uh, um, the faster they try to do this, the the you know the the higher the chances of 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 waking people up and and wouldn't it be funny if they tried this big covid operation and in the end it had sort of like a 911 effect which is it woke up a huge generation of new people to the cuz 911 woke me up it didn't happen on didn't happen in 2001 it happened a couple of years afterwards but that that event made me go you know, just something about it. It's just not right. You know, there's something about this story that doesn't add up. And then you guys wanted to go into Iraq so fast and, and it never, I mean, and they never had any, that's what, that's what actually woke me up Mm. was the, 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 the invasion of Iraq and them trying to tie it to nine 11. And I was like, I'm against this. I'm against these wars anyway, but the Iraq war specifically I was against because it was like, you're just trying to, trying to clean up the mess that your, your dad botched, you know, like I, I felt like that was obvious that he, that there was, it had nothing to do with nine 11 yet. They were trying to tie it to nine 11. So it's like, okay, that woke me up. What if there are a huge percentage of the population out there right now that are going through this COVID thing. And they're going to get to a point where they go, you know what? It's just something about it doesn't sit right with me. I just feel like they're not being honest. I don't feel like the testing was right. I don't feel like the num- they lied about the numbers. They lied about everything. And it's like, go like, good, go with that thought. You're, you're there, you're, you're moving in the right direction because if you start to pick at this thread of COVID, what you'll find is that it's got a lot of nine 11 fingerprints on it too, you know? So it's got like the same sort of invisible, invisible thing that's going to get you unless we spend a trillion dollars and transform society and bomb the shit out of this place or, or closed or bomb, bomb Manhattan, <laughs> you know, bomb, bomb right. them economically, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Manhattan, you know, all these places, whatever. I mean, we're still doing some of these crazy things. And so, so COVID and, and, and all of this might wind up having that unintended consequence of these, these people think that they're going to get us into this fourth industrial revolution, uh, you'll own nothing, Klaus Schwab fantasy world of, of the World Economic Forum, but they're going to go too fast, make too many mistakes, uh, contradict themselves, get caught lying so much, blow the whole narrative. And then in the end, we're going to go, that was a lie. You're a bunch of liars. <laughs> now let's go look and see what you guys have been involved with before this. Let's go look at Fauci and AIDS. Okay. Is that yeah. a lie? Oh you know, God. is that, you know, so is, you know, let's go look at, uh, the, the role of, uh, of, of some of these, some of these, let's go look at Gavin Newsom. Let's go see what that guy's up to. Okay. You're lying to us about this. Let's go dig into your past. Let's go see what's going on with you. Let's go look into, you know, it, it starts you thinking if this is a lie, what else is a lie? And that could be, wouldn't it be ironic if, if they overplay their hand, they push this thing too fast. And in the end, they wind up waking up more people, uh, to all of their lives. And I, and I, that is where my optimism is in this entire thing. Hell yeah, man. I totally agree. I see that more and more every day, you know, the, the, and like we were talking about how crazy and obvious it's getting, the more obvious it becomes, the more that that's what immediately hits me. I get excited because I'm like, I picture like 500 people, like seeing that, that didn't see this before, but then suddenly was like, Oh shit, what's happening. You know, this is right in my face now, you know, finally, 
the gears start turning. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 You, it's just, it's, it's a matter of there's time. A, there's always that one thing. There's that one thing. Yeah. And, and, and you just go, it's got to be personal, right? right? It's got to be per- a personal yeah, right. it's thing. Something- Cause like we spend every one of us, we all have podcasts. We all do this. We all are screaming our truth and everything, but it really takes whatever that one person is, is affected by, it seems, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like and for I, you and it was I, real I, estate, right? Yeah. Yeah. And for, for me, yeah, I lived through the real that estate. That was a big component. part of it anyway. Yeah. And, and that was, that was, that woke me up to the financial part of it. But, but let's just imagine if your um, if your uncle got killed in Vietnam, right. And then you find out about the Gulf of Tonkin incident, the non-event and you go, wait a second, holy, you mean that whole thing was fake? And they're like, yeah. And that started us into this war. And so that to you is very personal. That is your entry into this, whatever your, your entry point is just get in, you know what I mean? So <laughs> right, that's your yeah. entry point into it. And it might be Vietnam for, for you because uncle Bob, you know, and it might be nine 11 for somebody else. It might be COVID. COVID it might yeah. be Sandy hook. It might be the o- Oklahoma city or whatever, you know, it's one of these things. And you go, you go, I don't like the, the feel of this. And then you look into it yourself. You take, cause you know that nobody else will it's out of the news cycle or you don't trust the news. And maybe that's part of this. And, and you start to dig in and then it becomes real to you because you're putting in your time and energy and you you discover that this thing that was bothering you there was a reason why it was bothering you and you were right to be bothered by it and if that's bothering you what else is out there that could be you know so it starts you down this this the the rabbit hole as they say and and that but that is um that that's that's how it happens for for a lot of people and then and then you sort of get you know depending on your level of interest or time availability, you know, things like that, you start to kind of get, at least in my case, I just wanted to figure out how all this stuff works so that I wouldn't be the sucker playing (laughs) three card Monty getting suckered in like everybody does, you know, you're going, how do I keep losing at this? So like, for me, it was the living in Las Vegas and working in Las Vegas real estate during the big peak. And then boom, I mean, the big, the peak, peak and then the big crash where everything just collapsed and living through that and watching the shadiness of it all while it was happening, while the, while it was booming and then trying to understand the financial side of it and how wall street works and how the banking industry works, how money is. So that to me started me down this path, not because I'm like, I'm going to write a book and, and, and do podcasts and things like that. I had no interest. I didn't know any of that stuff was going to be in my future. I just didn't want to be a sucker anymore. I just wanted to stop being on the short end of that. Cause it's like, I, I got creamed in the dot-com stock market thing, made a lot of money on the way up and then didn't know that didn't see the signs and got creamed on that. You get creamed in, in real estate and this, and then, and then same thing with when oil peaked in 2007 and my buddy was in an oil company and he's like, put it money in here. So we're doing all, and then I just kept getting screwed on these things, and I was like, "Okay, maybe I'm just bad at, at, at figuring this out." And then it was like, "Well, or maybe there's more to the story. Maybe there's some manipulation going on behind the scenes, and maybe maybe it's all of the above. Like maybe I was just picking bad stocks." But but you go back and you look and you see like, oh, "Okay, 
I see how this cycle works. I see this is when the people are getting in. This is when these people are getting, the smart people are getting out. But while they're getting out, they're on CNBC telling you to stay in, you yeah. know, and like, oh, they're lying to us. Oh, those guys were, those guys were already out when they were saying that. Oh yeah, they've been out for months. Oh shit. And then, so, so I had to like come to a realization about my relationship with the mainstream media. I had to understand how money works. I had to understand that I was a part of this unwit unwittingly, you know, being in, in the real estate industry and selling houses to people that wound up losing their houses. I lost my houses too. I had two houses and lost them, lost them both during this. So it was like, I was drinking the Kool-Aid. I was a victim of it. I was enthusiastically cheerleading this whole thing too, not knowing until someone gave me confessions of an economic hitman by John Perkins. When I read that and I went, Oh my God, Oh my God, this is much bigger. It's a much bigger play going on here. I had no idea that any of this was happening. And so, so it's like, it's like, what is it going to be in your life? That's going to get you into this sort of stuff. Mm. Is it going to be a nine 11 or COVID or are you just going to lose your ass on your house? Like, right. Like I did. Yeah. Yeah. could be something John as simple as that. Dude, John Perkins' book blew my mind wide open. And I, I think I immediately ran out and bought it for my father, too, because we always butt heads on these topics, you mm -hmm. know. And I don't know if I ever actually gave it to him or not. But, man, that book was so right on the nose that you start to see the patterns of what this crime family like behavior has been going on throughout the world. And I'm curious, like where your research has brought you. I mean, how far back do you think this corruption goes because it's not american necessarily no i don't it doesn't it definitely doesn't feel like new international bonding or anything like that no. it feels very old but i'm just just curious like how far back do you tend to have your curiosity go i you know i'm curious about how far back it goes but i don't i don't know mm. i don't like you know there's the people that are like oh well, the the you know these Italian banking families in the 1600s and everything. It's like, I'm interested in all of that. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know how far I don't, I personally don't focus on stuff that gets back too far. Cause it gets, I just don't know all of the ins and outs. I mean, we're talking about bloodline families. We're talking about international banking cartels and things like that. These are things that have been around for a long time, you know, yeah. uh, like these organizations, like the like the Catholic church and the, and the, you know, the Vatican and all, all of that institution and the, the Royal families and all of the Royal families, the families in, in not just in, in England, but in, you know, in, in Belgium and in the Netherlands and places like that. And what sort of long standing dynasties they have and the Rockefellers and Rothschilds and <laughs> groups like that. And you just go, you just go, okay, well, there is one thing that is, for certain, like, I don't know about, I don't know about blood. I don't know about like Anunnaki bloodlines or any of that stuff. Like I'm into it. It's Fair enough. <laughs> fascinating. I'm, I'm totally down for learning as much about that as I can. I think it's a crazy cool story. I just don't know. What I do know is that when you get these groups, these families that start to make a lot of money in say banking, like the Rothschilds did, they get to a point where they wind up having more control than the company, the countries that they're living in, the companies that they own are wind up becoming uh, more dangerous. And then 
they go about protecting that racket. They go about doing the things that you need to do to protect it. So some of it is self-preservation, wealth preservation. Some of it is deception. Some of these people are just psychotic. Um, but when you run banks and you own banks, and you know this is part of what led me to to my understanding of this is when you start to look into the Federal Reserve and you go, oh, it's our central bank. It's owned by the government. And then it's like, no, 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 no. There's a lot more to this. This <laughs> is the source of the majority of our problems is the, are these banking institutions. And, and I, I describe that as in the, the first book, The Octopus of Global Control, when we're talking about the eight tentacles, I said the banking tentacles, the most dangerous. Yeah. The military tentacle is in charge of the final death of it all. You know, it's the, the so actionable thing, right? Yeah. yeah. In, in that sense, you can sort of measure it through the military arm. But the, the sort of uh, damage that the banking tentacle has done to this world is, is almost impossible to quantify. Uh, they are responsible for global poverty. We're, we've been talking for the last 18 months about if only we could get this vaccine, we can save some lives and everything. It's like, what about all the people that are starving or, yeah. or have no water? We could fix that problem. Are we really talking about saving lives? Because if we are, there's some lives that are a higher priority than, than the ones in the United States facing a virus with a 99.98% survivability rate and a median death age of 80 years old when the right. median death age in America is 78. Right. And so even like, in our own streets, we have people that are in more Right. Need, we have know? our own homeless. We have our own uh, starving and things like that. So it's like banking does that. Banking mm -hmm. makes that possible, makes that paradigm a reality. And so, but it doesn't get a lot of uh, attention because it's so boring, you know, it's banking and it's guys in suits yeah. and everything. It's the jargon and the, yeah. and the terminology yeah. that seems almost deliberately confusing, but it's not, it's just, you got to be interested in, it's weird. I, I never had the itch to get into it. Now I kick myself for still seeing it as intimidating to even really try to look into the financial angle to all this, you know? Yeah. It's because it's boring and it's, and it's like. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's, it's not though, is it? I mean, it's, it's not though. It, it's that's like the, that's global the, espionage. And yeah. That's the thing. Exciting James they, Bond shit. <laughs> they've taken all the fun out of it intentionally so that you're not interested in it. They, right. that's, that's part of the reason why it's like, uh, you'll get calculus in high school, but you won't learn personal finance. You know, it's right. like, they want you to be dumb. They want you to be not dumb, but, but, uh, uh, unsophisticated when it comes to managing money and understanding how money works and how it doesn't work and things like that. So, so if they can get you sort of ignorant to that, then you're much more likely to fall into traps, which is what was happening to me. I was falling into these traps and not appreciating it very much and knowing that these guys were setting them and then knowing that I was falling into them. And I was like, damn it, this has got to stop. Maybe if I understood the game better, then I would, uh, then I, then I could, I would be a better player in this game. And so, so, so that took me to the banking thing. And then that, you know, now we're, you know, we're, we're talking about, bloodline banking families being some of the most dangerous around. So it went from super boring to like super duper interesting.
when you're yeah. talking about like hundreds and hundreds of year old family trees that have all run these banks and who knows how much money they have and who knows how many people they've had to kill to keep this thing going and how many wars they've started. It's like, this is the most interesting story ever. You talk, I mean, it's like, it went from real boring to real interesting real fast. And, and, but it was not accidental that it was suppressed like that, mm-hmm. because if they can keep us ignorant to it, then they can just run that game all day long on us. Yeah, they dude, have. It, it reminds me of like watching like Goodfellas when I was growing up or, or the Godfather and stuff like that. It's like they were able to express their stories through fiction. You know, right. It's like, this is really how our, like, it's funny how we even have a mafia. Like, why do we even know about that? Because it's right. like, it's, it's a convenient example. So it's like, yeah, look at this that exists. It's not us, but check this out. It's terrifying, isn't it? That this exists in society. Don't worry. We got you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, what's funny is that my friend, Corey Hughes, who does a lot of research on JFK assassinations mm-hmm. and everything, he has got down to, he would tell you that the reason why you know about the mafia is because of um, Frank Valenti who was the head of the motion pictures association mm. who made the for, for for like 40 years and he made it so that in hollywood you focused on the italian mafia instead of the jewish mob who was really running the show and running hollywood but they didn't want you to know it was them so they made the italians look bad and <laughs> made i don't know if it maybe even to say that made them look bad might even be inaccurate because it, it actually kind of made them look really cool to a lot of people scarier and and more intimidating yeah yeah more interesting (laughs) they played up this angle of this oh it's the italian mob and italian mafia it's like who was running vegas wasn't the italians (laughs) you know what i mean so so there's even deception there's 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 deception everywhere yeah do do you think so i mean it's hard to say i guess like do you think there's like one thing behind it one brain behind the whole thing it does feel like a lot of factions that maybe are privy to the same information as one another perhaps but maybe vying for their own ideals or own yeah. agendas you know it's so it's like when you write a book the octopus you know <laughs> it, it makes kind of there's almost like an assumption that there's one main thing controlling this whole thing it's really it's really not it's really more of a a a, a group of loosely affiliated douchebags <laughs> douchebag crime families yeah. and and people say oh so do they have a big meeting where they get together and discuss everything well sometimes they do and they call that bilderberg and mm-hmm. the united nations and davos and sometimes they don't because they don't actually really need to have the big meeting these guys know what benefits them. They know what works best. They know what they need. They know what regulations they need to control. Like you said, they're probably all working off of the similar information. Mm-hmm. And that, that might be where, you know, you, you, you see how things go, but you've got certain crime families and the Clintons and the Bushes. Hey, they're big enemies. Well, they work together a lot. You know, mm-hmm. there's that there's, you've got the, the Saudis and there. And so if you think of it, Think of it like a, oh, a really big Venn diagram with a lot of interlocking circles where sometimes they come together and partner and sometimes their interests uh, do not align. Sometimes they're, they're not in on it, but this, but like, you know, 
the Bushes and the Saudis, you know, the Bin Laden families, the Bushes mm. and the Hinkleys, you know, the Bushes like, hey, there's a lot of overlap with some unusual families that find themselves into these in the orbits of the, you know, so what are they working on? Who are they mm. talking to? You know, so so some of the so it's not a it's not one monolithic entity that's running everything. Mm. But if you wanted to sort of break, I mean, if you wanted to to give people the maybe the best description of like what it could look like if it was this octopus, it would be the interlocking boards of directors of the largest corporations. That big floating plastic garbage patch in the ocean of (laughs) corporations, if you want to use that sort of weird metaphor, that's all sort of connected together sometimes intentionally these interlocking boards of directors where I'm sitting on your board and you're sitting on my board and that guy sits on our board and that, you know, they all, when they boil it down to who's really running things, it's a lot of these corporations that you've never heard of. It's a lot of these LLCs Mm, that that sort of are intentionally vague and boring and, and don't really mean anything, but that's a, that's a good sort of description of who has a ton of info. Are they running everything? No, nobody's running everything, but I mean, unless we want to get into the alien component, but, but, but (laughs) alien component, (laughs) which I'm down for, but, but, but these people are are all kind of working. It's a company, right? It's like, it's like a company. It's like a company where there's lots of franchisees mm, yeah you know that and you've got right, yeah. it's sort of like mcdonald's looks the same in every country you mm. kind of want the same things but when one you of get them there, serving cats so it's a little different one yeah. of them you know you got to make it a little specific regionally you know to <laughs> to what their people are into but they're they're under different owners Maybe right. ownership groups. Maybe there was a LLC that owns a thousand McDonald's. You know, I'm sure there is, and and maybe there's a guy that owns twelve. You know, so you, this is the, so I think that this you know who's running things. Lots of lots of people that are lots of bankers. Lots of people that are sitting on boards of directors. I'll tell you what, man. It's not the guy. It's it's not the guy. It's not the terrorist guy with the. <laughs> you know, with the hijab and the, the, in in the Muslim garb, it's the fuckers with the $5,000 Brooks Brothers suits in the city of London and in Washington, DC and in lower Manhattan that are the real terrorists. They're the real dangerous people running this world. And those guys have got you convinced that the enemy looks very different from them, but make no mistake about, I think Ron Paul said it right, that there's more criminality happening within a five mile radius of his office in Washington, DC than in anywhere in the world. That's true. So, so in, in this idea that like, Oh, you conspiracy theories with your conspiracies, it's like, hang on a second, just think of Washington, DC on a, I don't know, a Wednesday morning, there's gotta be at least a hundred conspiracies happening there before breakfast. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're talking about power and money and protection and and making sure that those people don't see what you're actually doing of course there's conspiracies they're happening everywhere but we're not we're not making a lot of these things up there's some some of them are made up i'm sure but but we don't have to we don't have to make up conspiracy there's too much when we've got cons- actual conspiracies that we can analyze you know so 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So this yeah. is where this is where some people get a little bit distracted or they don't want people to perceive them as being into these sorts of topics for fear that they'll be branded as a conspiracy theorist and that that's the worst sort of designation you can have. Well, I would just say, listen, if somebody calls you a conspiracy theorist for some, just say you're a conspiracy analyst, you're, you're, you're analyzing actual conspiracies, not theorizing about make-believe ones. I mean, you can, and that's fun to do. And God, I love to, like, I, I don't know what's going on. I want to know what's going on. <laughs> if there's an inner earth, you know what I mean? Right, I, don't, right. I don't know if you get into that, you are talking, you're speculating to a certain degree. And, and and so people go, see, you guys are all crazy. And it's like, no, oh, we're just talking about cool stuff. But you don't need to, you, you can say, well, that's that's one version. That's one topic. But we're talking about government stuff. We're talking about COVID stuff. These aren't, I'm not talking about the inner earth anymore. I'm talking about documents that these people put their names on and signed and emails going back and forth and money changing hands that we can see. I'm not talking about the inner earth, man. I'm talking about Fauci's emails <laughs> that say he's spending money on gain of function. Yeah. That's an well, actual conspiracy that's happening, not so, some theory. So, so these are things that are important for us to, to be interested in and to dig into. And they've done a masterful job of getting you tarred with this, um, I, with this idea that you're going to be a conspiracy theorist, you know, a crazy person wearing a tinfoil hat because they want you to not dig into their stuff. And they want you to not do that because the stuff that they're up to is, is the sort of stuff that we would be into digging into, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And so you bring up the gain of function thing. And honestly, I've been ignoring most of the articles I've, I've been seeing come out in the past, like two, three weeks, because three, four weeks ago, it's like maybe even a little further back when the gain of function stuff was really starting to hit everywhere. It was like, okay, well, maybe this was pessimist pessimism on my part, but I immediately had the thought like, okay, well, if it's being reported, then they've found a way to talk about it. That's yeah. okay for them. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. um, that's the first thought I had was that well, if anything is being talked about that sounds like it might help us and it's coming from the mainstream media or I don't know. I don't know if I trust Rand Paul and I, I like him. I, I like I like the character he portrays, at least, you know, I do. So it's like in the same boat. It's all hitting and we're all seeing it i worry maybe I'm, am i being too paranoid charlie no because i i see it i see it being talked about and i immediately go why are they telling us the truth now <laughs> well i don't even know that that's the truth i know, I know. That, that 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 he's that that's where it came from you know what I mean? I mean i think it's the truth that he was financing gain of function research because he's he's, he's yeah. doing that i mean there's all that but you know i frankly it, it, my little conspiratorial mind when someone says where do you think it came from my mind goes to a U.S. weapons lab, mm -hmm. like Fort Detrick or the one in Galveston. That's where my mind goes to. My mind goes to, hey, if I was going to do this, 
I, you know, and I'm a crazy globalist maniac running this operation, you'd be pinning it on somebody else, right? So of course you would make it look like it came from China or that it was, it was Chinese. I mean, I would go to the US military games in Wuhan in the October of 2019, where you've got all these people from all these different countries uh, that can that are all going to get, I don't know if you've read that document that came out where- uh, Was there this about a the bunch testing of mili- that they were doing? They were going to create a new COVID or a new uh, coronavirus or something? No the, or, the, no, the military, the US military games, like the Olympics for the military was held in Wuhan in October of 2019. Oh, and yes. There, and a lot of the people were like, that city is really trippy because there were no people anywhere. It was, we heard rumors that the government told all the citizens to stay inside and we didn't know why. And we didn't know what was going on. We just knew that the place was really weird. And then we knew that a bunch of people got sick and the stuff that they got sick with turned, you know, we didn't know what COVID was, but it, but it's, what they had matches what COVID was. So we think that our guys got it early. Now they're starting to send letters to Lloyd Austin and to General Milley asking him, tell us what you knew about this because we've got all these reports. I mean, now we're starting to get uh, Congress people involved in asking the military, tell us about this. So so really where my brain goes to is, is this is some operation that was from a US weapons a bioweapons lab that was intentionally released in China to pin it on China to cause this whole thing to create the the great reset to create the build back better to get the world economic forum I mean you've got event 201 role playing this you've got um spars pandemic document that came out in 2017 role playing this almost yeah. identically I mean there's a lot of re- you've got to have some Mm, some Dude, real this- magical thinking and some real coincidence theories happening to before you go there's a lot of advanced knowledge of this stuff this, this wasn't an organic it certainly wasn't bat you know wet market <laughs> bat story no. um that feels so, like something else into like symbolism of some kind that they're throwing at us, you know? Or something yeah. Like that. Don't you? Exactly. That's, that's, that's why I like your, <laughs> you go into like the, you get it into that, crazy that side of it too, which, <laughs> yeah. which I can forget. I, I can miss sometimes. And, and then it's, it's like, a lot. Oh, yeah, that's, that's weird. Right. There's that <laughs> other layer on top of this where they put the little, like the icing on it, where it's like a nod to their buddies. Like, yeah. And that's the part that I find is so hard to sell to, to so many people because a lot programming. of it, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's hard. But then I think predictive programming is getting a little bit easier on people. Cause it's like, every time I turn around, my wife and I are watching like a movie. We've been doing this thing where we can't find any modern movies that we're into these days. Nothing coming out is any fucking good. Most for the most part, in my opinion. So we've been going back in time to the 90s, the 80s. Every five minutes in any movie we're watching, we're just looking at each other like, are you serious? What the fuck symbolism was that about? It's just peppered everywhere. It's too much. So it's like after a while, yeah, like you said, too many coincidences. You can't deny it anymore. I love that stuff, though. But, but, you know, and then that that makes you think like, okay, 
these people are really devious because yeah, they're planning this years with? in advance. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they, they, they're putting their symbols right in your face, knowing that if you ever find this out, you'll know it was them and you'll know that they did it. Cause it's like their movie when they've got the pedophile triangle symbol, oh like right God. behind the person. And you're like, and I don't know what it means for 40 <sighs> plus years. And then all of a sudden I see it and I go, Oh, 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 holy shit. It's right there. So, so that, that's like another, that's like another layer to this whole thing, which is the spiritual side where they, they want to show it to you. They need to put it in your face. They're taunting you. They're mocking you. They're, they're giving themselves power. They're sending a coded message to their buddies who see that and wink and go, I know what that means. You know, it, there's all, there's like a whole nother language being spoken that we don't even typically know, notice. Right. And once you get a little bit deep, you start to figure this out. I'm still learning all these things. I'm still finding it fast. <laughs> once the algorithms start finding you, <laughs> then, then you, then you go, Oh, you know, like you start to see a whole new layer. And then you think these people in Hollywood, man, yeah. there's some devious motherfuckers there too. There's some, they're doing some, they're putting some hardcore messaging in there. That's not accidental. They're putting some, there's some things that are happening in these movies well in advance of major world events. And you go, okay, that yeah. seems a little bit too coincidental. Like who did somebody know this? You know, and I know we, we can also make something out of nothing. Like, Oh, we can. Yeah. Watch it's- hands on his watch. We're at nine 11. And it's like, eh, I don't know, maybe it's, it's but, hard. Yeah. But, but then there's some things that you see and you're like, Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Hang on a second. And, and now God, I mean, I don't know. How do you feel about this? Like you, you turn on Netflix. If you want, you want to go, watch, I did, I loved Black Mirror until it became like present day. Right. Like, oh wait, <laughs> this I is feel, now. <laughs> now this isn't like, some creepy future anymore. <laughs> no, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of like, are you, are you seeing that too? With these, yeah, these I mean, futuristic movies that you're like, I kind of don't want to see what my future is going to be now. Cause it doesn't look very good. Sci-fi has always been my favorite subject. You know, I'm, it's that classic story with, you know, love planets, love space, love all of it, love Blade Runner and doom yeah. and all that. It's my favorite shit. But yeah, like I said, we can't watch anything new. It's mainly me being upset about it because I'm looking through all these endless sci-fi movies. It's all just the same crap. And yeah, I do. I just see that all I need is Terminator. It gave me the message at seven. Terminator 2 told me, oh shit, look out for the robots that are trying to kill everything that's organic. Okay. And that's at the stage. I didn't need any more, but now that's all it is. It's all about AI taking over everything or video game stuff like here, let me this is an interesting thing that i've stumbled upon just for just for the hell of it let's this digital twin stuff have you heard about this yeah. this whole matrix that they're building kind of like a digital yeah. future and this is part of their great reset i guess but there's also an interesting thing going on in video games where there's a lot of um frauds out there making really shitty quick demos and selling the crap out of them and just making a ton of money Mm -hmm. there's a game out there right now that people suspect that's what's happening Mm -hmm. where they're just promising this ridiculous over-the-top game they're making people pay for it and stuff like that when it's not even out yet people think it's a scam but what this game is is a literal digital copy of earth where you can literally 
use the stock market. Like commerce continues on this digital game that hasn't been released yet. And they're selling meter by meter blocks of this planet to fund the process of this game. And a lot of times when these scams happen, they never come to fruition and you know, developers fall off and oh, sorry for your money loss. That's it, that's the end. And I'm just curious, do you think that those two worlds might cross? I wonder if they're using the video game popularity, that world as a way to kind of harness in the people that, I don't know, it's weird that they're creating this digital fucking like twin planet for us to play on in this quote-unquote game meanwhile all this weird tech is coming out that doesn't seem very nice yeah man like you you see the you know facebook buying oculus a while ago and and taking yeah. over that vr space you you go okay well what sort of what sort of memories are they going to put in that VR headset of you? I mean, they know all about you, you know, they, they could make it seem so real and that, you know, and then, so I did a, um, I did a uh, podcast with these guys in Japan that do a sci-fi movie review show. And they came across my show and they, they liked my, they said, would you come on and, and be like a guest movie reviewer? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And they said, you can pick whatever sci-fi movie you want. And I said, well, I want to do minority report uh, nice. because so much of that shit is coming true. Right. So, Katie. so I went and watched the movie twice and, and, and I'll tell you that movie came out in 2002. Uh, it was about a time it was predicting 20 48 or to somewhere near blade runner i know that 2052 somewhere like there right in that in that range uh late 2040s or early 2050s and some of like a lot of the technology that they were talking about in that future was is already out you know i was watching that movie now going oh shit it's getting faster and faster and faster the technology that they're talking about is getting i mean the stuff that they had was like you know, drag and pinch and, and all this sort of, uh, yeah, that's you know, true. Touch screen type stuff. And a lot of the tech that was in the house was, was like Alexa type stuff. And, and so it really f- kind of freaked me out because <laughs> I realized how, how dystopian we we've gotten and yet it's been kind of incremental. And I think video games helps to get kids there i mean i don't play video games anymore but when i was a kid i was just obsessed be it atari and ColecoVision or arcade you know i was it's saturday and sundays man i was at the arcade like mm. just playing video games that was just that's all it was Hell yeah. it, but and, and those and, existed <laughs> i know and now i've got a buddy who um you know they're they're in the video game business. They started, they, you know, they, they build video games or anything like great for you. I mean, you've been able to kind of keep this, this going. And, and, and I think that there's really great, you know, uh, things for kids to learn from playing video games. I'm totally for it, but I do also recognize that the U S military spent a bunch of money to create a video game mm um which the, one the, was that it's this the army it's this u.s army it's the army's oh, no. video yeah it's oh, like a really? first person shooter game and in, in, and like that's for recruitment mm. and that's devious and they know it and that's bullshit and they're doing it on purpose you know and 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 so like you've got that 
And then when I was selling real estate in Las Vegas, I sold a house to a guy who was a mechanic who worked at Creech Air Force Base, um, which is not Nellis Air Force Base, but Creech, which is sort of out in the boonies. Um, that's where they fly all the drones in Afghanistan and Iraq and wherever they fly them from Creech Air Force Base right outside of Las Vegas. And this guy was the mechanic that worked on the cockpits where the pilots fly them. And so, I mean, I know, so I know that that's happening there. So there's a video game component to that because Mm -hmm. those people are killing wedding parties, guests at wedding parties and children and things like that with drones that they're flying on the other side of the world and it's got to seem like a video game to them. You know, I mean, we saw the Snowden collateral murder, uh, Apache gunship footage yeah. in Iraq. And that changed, you know, it's terrifying. And it looks like a game. It, I mean, if it was a game, it'd be super fun to play. Like if you could play that game, that'd just be amazing. You know, it'd be, yeah. but like, unfortunately that's real life. And those people are really dead. And and so, uh, so we, we've got that to worry about because the propaganda of the U S military, they're trying to get people, however they can get you, whether it yeah. be sponsoring the NFL for the salute to service month, where they fly, you know, where everyone's got camouflaged, uh, gear mm. branded merchandise for their own team, but in, in a camo pattern. And, uh, and then of course you have the flyovers for the star spangled banner and stuff like that that the military pays the nfl to do that but this is all part of their propaganda campaign and so it's like so using video games to get kids by the united states military pretty shitty but that's um but that's what you do i mean if you want to get if you want to get kids attention right where are you going to go video games or music yeah. And I think all of these topics that we're talking about, especially this, is that, you know, it's it's a matter of the 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 person giving the game to their kid or playing it themselves. And what cognitive ability do they have and what are they passing on and what you know, what frame of reference are they are they giving to their children with these video games? Maybe that's the right yeah. message. But but going back to uh, to a different point, um, we were talking earlier about how like. Um, just how crazy everything's getting and it seems like a lot of us me included feel like there's so much false start to just taking the reins back and taking your freedom back you know it's like i heard uh who used you and you were on a false reality check with the homies shout out to legs and buffalo you guys were talking about how it would be great if one day we just none of us filed taxes and that'd be great and i think you mentioned how like yeah and you you know of course you're that guy that's hoping you're not the one that doesn't do it you know the only (laughs) one that doesn't do it you know and it's like i feel like aren't we doing that on a mass scale right now like we are so many of us, you know, in this community specifically, we see what's happening. We see the asteroid coming at us mm-hmm. and we're a lot of us are still just going, well, my neighbors haven't packed up yet. Okay. No one's getting dragged out of their houses yet. I can stay with my job and I can keep my Netflix account. And you know, please I, I let know. me hold on to this thing that I'm, uh, I don't know. I'm it, preaching it's, against. <laughs> it's part of it is where we, we become, you know, accustomed to it. And we want, we, we, we want that, normalcy but it we're not we've got to we've got to come to terms with reality things are changing 
And um, the, you know, these people have kind of pushed all their chips into the center uh, over the last year and a half with, um, with the crazy mandates and all, they've lost all credibility with people. The police are acting like maniacs. Uh, Congress is acting like drunken sailors trying to, you know, spending money. The federal reserves printing 40% of all us dollars into existence just last year. I mean, all this stuff is just, this is insane. It seems like it's the last push. Like it's, all hands on deck, do whatever you have to do. Like if, if, if this doesn't work, we're, we're screwed, you know? Yeah. Maybe you're, they yeah. Are. So make it work, <laughs> you know, like that's, that's kind of this, this feeling that, um, that I have that, that I feel like, you know, that it is, it, so, so we, as content creators, we have, uh, you know, we have to sort of put our money where our mouth is. Like one of my sponsors is a, is a, is a prepping food company. Damn right. Better believe I bought some of their food. How stupid would I, I have too? <laughs> if I was like slinging their products and, and then didn't buy it. And then the shit came and I needed yeah. it and I didn't have it. I'd be the dumbest person in the world. So, you know, I, I feel like we're all getting sort of forced into coming to terms with how fragile this society is and how really it it's held together with like scotch tape and, and, and (laughs) all these things that we feel are like super secure, like our supply chain and our electrical grid and all the, like these things can go out tomorrow, you know? And, and so I, I run this really fine line between trying to like talk about that stuff and get people thinking about it without it being like fear mongering. Yeah. Because I don't, because I don't even, it's like part of me doesn't want to even put that out, out there into the world. You know, I kind of want to be like, no, 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 we're going to get through this. We're going to do, we're going to do positive. We're not going to need all this stuff. But the other part of me is like, well, I, I feel like I sort of, need to also be realistic that we're, we're heading into a, a very unusual time. And, and like, I really miss the, the stable times, mm, but yeah, me too. I miss but, liking movies. <laughs> I miss liking movies. Yeah. I miss, yeah. There, there is some, you know, there was some nice uh, components to being asleep. You know, you could just yeah watch get it watch a tv series for what it was and not know that you know the underlying yeah. theme was all a gigantic lie run by the bankers run yeah. by the globalists you know? <laughs> <laughs> instead instead you can be like can you just shut the fuck up and enjoy this movie yeah seriously it's like, the steak tastes delicious just enjoy the it. steak tastes delicious exactly <laughs> there 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 is there's an understanding of wanting to go back to that you know there yeah. is but but it's like what, what are we going to do? Like if you, if you recognize this stuff now and you see what's happening there, I, I feel like I have an obligation to at least talk about it and, yeah. and say, do you also see these things? Am I the only one that's losing my mind? Or does this seem like inconsistent with how you would behave in a, let's just say as in a, in a pandemic, would you be doing all these things? Am I the only one that sees this? So I don't know. It's that weird line between trying to like, talk about the stuff because it needs to be talked about, but without giving it too much energy, you know, yeah. and, and also still appreciating like what we do have and, and, and kind of set focusing on like 
other good things, you know, not, not to, not to say forgetting that we're getting our rights stripped from us left, (laughs) right, and center, but I'm not saying, I'm not saying that I'm just saying, but also simultaneously while being pissed off about that, be appreciative for what we have. And, and, and maybe this is a great, maybe we're going to be forced into becoming a little bit more self-sufficient and, Oh, that won't be the worst thing in the world. You know, maybe we kind of needed a reality check. Maybe this is what communist countries go through right when, before everything's about to fall apart and those people figure out, I need to get the fuck out of here or I need to come up with a strategy or I need to develop the underground railroad, or I need to have some sort of plan in place. Because if you don't, you get loaded up in a boxcar and resettled in the East because you don't know any better. You know, right. you just believe the propaganda. So it's like, it's a growth know, period, man. right? I mean, it really does feel like, um, you know, that's a good way to approach it kind of like, like a, like a therapy session. We're getting regressed right now. We're all as a society kind of getting regressed to all of our problems that we want to ignore. Yeah. And now we have to face them. But I mean, the good thing is therapy usually leads to growth, right? <laughs> Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. And maybe we needed, maybe we needed that. Maybe we were a bit too, too spoiled. I don't know. I'm, gl- I'm glad a lot of people are waking up though, to the fact that, that the media is not their friend, um, that big business will fire, will, will praise you one year for being yeah. a brave first responder and then throw your ass out the next year, the minute you get on the wrong side of the narrative. You know, that's, that's a, that's been an awakening for a lot of people. Like, Oh, I thought my company cared about me. Really? Some companies do. Most companies don't. So we we've had a, a rude awakening to some of the realities of corporate America Mm -hmm. and, and who really runs things and how they tend to operate. And I think people have, I think that some people that are, especially people that work in like the medical industry, the healthcare field have seen just how quickly they can go from hero to villain. If you, if you, if you become somebody that no longer is still on the narrative team, you, you, you veer off of that on one, just one topic, you're out. Yeah. You know, so, so it's, and then you see the narrative for the first time. A lot of the, those people, are a lot like, of those oh, people wait, then there go, is a narrative. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> now I get it. I thought you guys were all a bunch of complainers and crazy right. people. Now I get it. Now I understand why you're complaining. Now I understand right. why you, you're right. There is a gigantic narrative going on. Oh, shit. And, I, and as long as I was in that in with it, I was like going with the flow of the river. Yeah, the minute the I fish doesn't to, question the water in which it swims, you know, you, you got it. The minute you get outside of that stream, you go, Whoa, it's like, they've left you, man. If you're not on board with that team, if you're not ready for your fourth booster shot, then fuck off. You are dead to them. Yeah, man. And that's why I'm really thankful I did all those psychedelics because I feel like that perturbed my consciousness enough to not fall for a lot of this shit now, because that was, <laughs> That was my wake up call. I know you've had some crazy psychedelic experiences too, which is cool that you, uh, (laughs) that's a whole nother ball game. I won't keep you too long tonight, but uh, it was really great having you on me. Oh, go ahead. What were you saying? Well, I was going to say that I was going to say that I don't, I I don't discount the benefits of psychedelics. Oh, absolutely not. I think that they, they are, 
You know, I think that if you fa- if you got everybody who was allowed to, you know, felt comfortable legally or whatever, admitting to some of this, and you, you got the alternative media, the the people that you considered to, to be able to see through the bullshit, I bet mm-hmm. you there would be. I bet you they would score very high on the psychedelic test. I mean, meaning uh, have at least had one psychedelic experience. <laughs> I think that that is. I think that that is not required, but fuck, mean, put you initiation. In a, <laughs> it puts you in a better frame of mind to, to deal with this stuff. You, you, it, it just kind of gives you an, an alternative perspective on things. And, and, and if one, and once you get an alternative perspective on society from a, from a psychedelic standpoint, then you go, Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even know there was any alternative to society, to the way yeah. everybody thinks, then you go, you mean I'm allowed to think differently? And it's like, if you can, and that <laughs> yeah. stuff kind of helps you so that you can, you know, and, and it's not to say you, you need to like eat mushrooms every day, but like it is, it does, you know, there's some scientific benefits as well. Talking about the rewiring of the neurotransmitters in your, in your brain, doing PET scans and st- things like that. And saying they reconnecting neuropathways, you know, before and after psilocybin mushroom trips and everything. And I had been telling my mother that since I was in college, I was like, I'm telling you, these things Dude. are, these things are good for you. They're like, yeah, actually, I said, not only are they not bad for you, I'm telling you they're good for you. I like, scared the shit out of them. Oh my, my parents were terrible. I'm like, no, 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 it's going to be great. It's going to be great. And they're like, what is happening? <laughs> but sure enough. Yeah. And now it's everywhere. It's in the medical field. It's the results are there. So it's like, yeah. holy shit. Did I bring that back with me? Maybe I did. Maybe it was a premonition. <laughs> yeah, but that stuff. But 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 having that ability to kind of see the world in a different way, I think makes you. I don't know. I don't know if better at figuring out the bullshit. Just maybe more interested in figuring it out than, than other people. But but I mean, everybody I know that 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 does this sort of stuff is like bring on the mushrooms you know what right, I mean? right yeah kind of well, allows you, you to, to uh to 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 i don't know to just get a uh, also get like a check on yourself yeah i mean you too. said it best when like you take them and then you go oh there was an alternative to society it's kind of like you know uh eve eating the apple and adam eating the apple and suddenly they realize they were naked like oh i didn't know that there was a difference between any you know this was I, just the water in which i swam so getting that yeah. perturbed version of reality kind of allows your brain to go okay so there's more than one thing going on here mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I would, I would suggest that, you know, one, uh, one other thing that I think a lot of people that are in the alternative media have in in common is that they've traveled, they've been places because that gives you uh, a different perspective too. If you've never, if you've never left your, your area, you don't really know. Everything's just kind of theoretical, you know, until you get out there and go, go see the world. So I think that that, that it also makes you care about the world. If you've been to a place, you tend to kind of like have a connection to it. So, so I don't know. I think that these are, you know, we're in a real interesting time right now. It, 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 it it feels dire. I mean, it feels dire. It feels, and I don't mean that in necessarily in a negative way. It feels important. Yeah. I like that. Like, like if you have the ability to be awake 
now would be a good time to be awake because we kind of need everybody for this one. So and, It'll and be that and, much more rewarding too for, for everybody involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't mean like we're going to war, we're going to battle. I just mean like we need a, a non-compliance for unjust yeah. laws. We need we need people to remember their power and to and to not forget that we outnumber these people and that and that they, you know, that that part of it, not all of it, but part of this is about us agreeing to be controlled by these maniacs. And so we have to kind of coordinate in a way or, or come to some understanding that we also have some options to not comply, you know, oh, yeah. and, and to, to always remember that you have that, that option. If, if something doesn't sit well with your soul, you've got to examine why that is, you know, and, and, and just because something is legal doesn't mean it's right. And, some, yeah. and just because something is illegal doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means that a couple of assholes in a suit got together and decided that it was legal or illegal. And so let's not measure our moral values on the scales of justice inside the American empire. I think that would be a catastrophic mistake. So I think just kind of get in touch with your soul and see kind of how you feel about things. And if, if your job is asking you to do something that you feel is not their place to tell you to do, then you act accordingly. And if it means that you're going to lose your job and put yourself in a really bad spot, well, you are going to that's not to be taken lightly. And, and, and I understand that that could theoretically be easy for me to say, I, I would suggest that that would be a very difficult thing to do, but what's more important, your soul being true to your soul, or you never know, man, you make that decision to walk away from that job because those people want to force you to do that. And you walk into a different opportunity that you never knew was there that would have never happened if you hadn't followed your gut or your exact balls or whatever you know what i mean <laughs> just said I, i'm gonna do you know like this is this is personal to me this is my line in the sand i'm i'm i'm, I'm actually pretty easy going with most things but you've got to my line in the sand it's this i'm not going to be forced into doing this yeah, under any man. circumstances and if that means losing my job i lose my job and then you say oh, that's really scary. What is out there? And then boom, fate, destiny. Yeah, man. Good fortune. Your whatever the universe, however you want to frame it, something is going to happen as a result of that. Yeah. And my guess is that it's probably going to be something great. We got to bring back that gut, that attention to our gut, that intuition, man, we have to bring that back. Cause I feel like we probably had it a long time ago. Vastly, but it, now it just seems few and far between people that can pull it together and and remember that they can make their own decisions about these things, and they don't have to look yeah. to anyone else to you know to to make the right decision for their soul and their self. And what are they? What are they gonna? What are you gonna be able to live with? You know, that's kind of what I was yeah. saying. You hate your job yeah. anyway. Doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. All right, man. Well, Charlie Robinson. Thank you so much for coming back. And his new book, Hypo Crazy, Hypocrisy, it's out everywhere now, man. And it's awesome. And I really appreciate you coming on, dude. Thanks for having me back.
I enjoy our chats. We all have a good time. We're able <laughs> to get yeah, weird. I like that. Damn right. And uh, you can find Charlie on all the podcast platforms with his macro aggression show and find his books just on Amazon. Or can we contact you directly or would that be just too insane? You, you can <laughs> get the new book uh, in digital format uh, by donating via PayPal uh, at my website, the octopus of global control.com uh, 10, 10 bucks via PayPal. And I'll send you the new book in digital format, 15 bucks or more. I'll send you the new book plus the first book, the octopus, both in digital formats. If, if anyone wants the paperbacks, they've got to go to Amazon because that's the place. They're the ones that print it. So, uh, but if you like digital, if you're good with that, yep, the cool. website is the place to go. Awesome. Yeah. Well, it's the information that's important anyway. Anyway, thank you so much, Charlie. Take it easy, dude. Thanks for having me. Everybody have a great night. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Deep Share Podcast. If you want to hear more, then hit that subscribe button. Follow me on all the social places. And remember, think for yourself, but don't always believe what you think. Till next time. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, cactus carrier. Enough, I get the point. You have meddled with the primal forces of nature. <laughs> and you will atone. What do we know? What do we know? If I know what we know, then I can tell you what we know, and if someone else knows, okay? I mean. <laughs> <laughs>Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.